Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, let's welcome in to uh, the first, Fred, I guess the first, but not really the first episode because we've been doing this all season long, but this is a show called That's Your Opinion mm-hmm. with Chicken Smoot. What do you want this show to be? I have no idea what this is going to turn out to be. We all, we all in this world, you, you, we don't know. You, you just said it. That's your opinion. And in this business, everybody has their own opinion. Now, it might not be right. It might not be the truth. But that's what we're here to clarify. We're going to give you the truth. by, And also, by giving you the truth, we're going to give you our true opinion of what's going on in sports in life, in whatever. It's, it's nothing that we won't talk about. It's nothing that we can't poke at. It's nothing that we won't touch. At the end of the day, you got your opinion, and I got the truth. Um, for those who are watching on the you know on the video side, they see our producer, uh, Cy Femic, who we call Amish. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in, unusual um, spacing you have there, Amish. You've got your head on one side and just a whole lot of wall going on there. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. realizing that. Uh, yeah. That'll be fixed in the, uh, in the future. Oh, I'll be fixing the future. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. he's more of an he's more he's more of an audio guy, Fred. That's what it is. He's more of a yeah. That's what I know. Hey, hey, it says it all when your tech guy is Amish. You know, this shows <laughs> this shows the ultimate contradiction of this show. Yeah, no question. Uh, and yes, and while we can talk about everything, you cannot talk about my mama. Okay, that's just the one rule I think mm. in this in this entire show. You can't talk about somebody's mama. Well, first of all, down south, your mama jokes are just part of growing up. All right, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's part of it. And guess what? The only people that you actually do those joke with is people you actually care about. People that actually that's know. True. Yeah, yeah. Those who you don't care about, and you go uh, at them about their mother, there's usually a fight. Uh, yes, because usually nobody that really saying anything bad about your mother really mean it, unless it's your, <laughs> your girlfriend or your wife. So when she say it, she really mean it. Uh, so we got uh, coming up soon will be uh, from ESPN.com um, uh, is John Kime, who's covered this guy. He, he's been covering it so long, he covered you. Yeah, hey, listen, hey, J- Kime has been there. He's the fungus among us. You know wait, how? Wait, it, wait a minute. What? <laughs> Hey, listen, he's not going anywhere, all right? At the end of the day, he will be around. If you know D.C. sports, you know John Kine. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, uh, and later on in the show, we'll also have uh, Rob Carlin, uh, who used to be one of the faces of NBC Sports Washington. It seems to happen a lot. Um, he will uh, join us. He's a big Capitals guy. He's got a new venture, by the way, coming up, and we'll let him pub that as well. Uh, but we, we're in the smack dab of the football season, and I, I, we, were gonna ask, we asked Kime to come on thinking that there'd be some, you know, Washington stuff to talk about. And as we record this podcast, it's all but, in fact, on Wikipedia, it already says Marty Herney will be the new general manager of mm-hmm. the Washington Redskins. Uh, he he was there bef- long before you were uh, in Washington. Wait. I just said Redskins, Yeah, by the way. I was going to say, I I the general manager of who? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's two dollars mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, two dollars in the, the swear they, jar. They're getting the band back together. And when you talk about sports, we in this, this sports trio or trilogy of sports soup right now i get to turn on and watch kd and the nets look like oh unstoppable team i get to watch me some football i get to watch me a little bit of everything now and of course we're hockey started you know that's one thing i can say i really picked up when i came to dc because living in mississippi it ain't too much hockey all right but once i came here i really picked up hockey and then living in minnesota minneapolis Ooh. really made my education in hockey go to another level yeah well i didn't know you could boat in minnesota but apparently you can um that's an interesting that you could do that. oh yeah like- it's the it's the home of ten thousand lakes that's Aren't they the all tag. frozen though Aren't they all frozen? Right now they're frozen, but when they thaw out, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, KD and, and James Harden, and um, I just you know I never thought that we, me and James Harden would have something in common, but apparently he hit the uh, the IHOP a lot of times in the off season. Uh, so yeah, they had to more be a like body suit. Normal. They had to be a bodysuit. Did you see Skinny James playing for the Nets? It, literally, he lost. 35 pounds from the flight from Houston to the flight to New Jersey. When he landed in New Jersey, he had already lost 35 pounds. You think he looks that much slimmer now? Yeah, have you seen it? Yep, I would I, agree I, with that. Really? Yeah. I, 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 si, you think he looks slimmer too, right? Oh, absolutely. He definitely <clears throat> The first game in Houston before he got traded, yeah, he was thick. Like, thick with two C's. But now... He's lost some weight somehow. Are you saying? Are you literally saying, Fred, that it's possible that this dude put on a fat suit mm-hmm. in order to piss off Houston yep. fans and Houston mm-hmm. management in order mm-hmm. to precipitate this move to Brooklyn? 
Yes, I am. I'm saying it's the most diabolical move of all times to force a trade. Yes, he went out there as Fat Thor, all right? He went out there as Fat <laughs> Thor. Time he played with his new team, he literally, literally took the suit off, ran out there, and hit a triple-double, 30-point triple-double at that. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, uh, you know, but they're all, you know, they're all trying to do the super team stuff. People are so pissed off at how he exited Houston. Uh, here we go, by the way, uh, right off the rails early on. Um That's what they do. That's what basketball players do. That's what divas do. They make they make it known when they exit. All right, they're leaving the building. Elvis lets you know Elvis has left the building. And that's what basketball players do. Why are people so shocked? It's only one of one percent get to play basketball, and out of that one percent, ooh, it's only a few get to be superstars. When you're a superstar, you can dictate the terms. An unhappy player is the worst stock you can have if you are on if you own a pro team. Katie yeah. and um, uh, Harden, you know, both had over 30 points in uh, the first two games together, and now they're getting Kyrie back. I mean, what do you, how do you think Kyrie is going to fit back into this equation? I think Kyrie is just going to come in and do what James doing, just fit in. Like, he's going to come in and understand, guess what? Who is the pressure on on this team? KD got rings. All right, Kyrie got a ring. All right, James, sweet James is the only one without the ring. So he's going to conform. That's going to make Kyrie conform. And I'm sure Steve, I'm sure Coach would literally consider this. All right, I'm going to have them on the floor together to start the game and to end the game. But sometimes James is going to probably have the floor to himself. All right, and it's just gonna yeah. it's gonna work like that. So the problem is not that they're gonna play defense. Can you, as the opposite team, score as many points as the Nets are going to score? And don't forget, uh, Giannis got treated bad last night. KD showed Giannis. I know they said you MVP, but you ain't quite KD yet. Um, I just looked at a picture of James Harden, and you're right. By the way, you are absolutely right. Let's uh, bring in. I'm gonna try to bring in John Kime here right now. Uh, that is amazing. By the way, I think you should. I think he should show up one night and just shave his beard. Just show up with a clean, oh, just no, show, up you, cl- show up clean shaven like John Kime. Just no, no beard, no, no, no he, James Harden beard. He can't oh. do that. Have you seen him without his beard? Have you it, seen him? It's odd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible looking. Like sometimes the beard hides stuff you're trying to hide, and he's trying to hide the other, the lower half of his face. It's it's got no chin. A lot of guys <laughs> wear a beard because they got no chin. Uh, uh, so folks, folks who are watching can tell right now that from ESPN.com, uh, John Kime joins us. Kime has been how long have you been on the beat for this Washington franchise? A hundred years. A hundred years, and I didn't <laughs> shave either. You look you Me look neither. like James Harden. <laughs> no, and I'll, I'll be honest like I agree with Fred I'm kind of afraid to see what he'd look like without his beard he's just it would look a lot different man too different too different yeah uh so you know it wouldn't I'd be rather any... see what he looked like when he played defense well <laughs> mm. hey with all that firepower you might not have to play any <laughs> that's true oh my gosh um it, it would not be a Washington football team if there wasn't news always going on um it's kind of quiet not really last year in the offseason new coach um but so here we go as we record this you know and i just made the joke that on wikipedia he's already the new general manager marty herney comes in um so this is i think uh, obviously uh well you can tell us i mean it's pretty much a, a done deal are you surprised at all by the move that ron rivera not dan snyder but ron rivera is making no because the minute that marty herney was let go or fired in Carolina that you thought it was going to trend in this direction. Right. So, so no, I don't think you can't be surprised given the relationship and, and all that Um, given what he was also looking for, which is, you know, a lot of it was experience. Obviously Marty Herney has that he wants somebody he can trust and he's comfortable with. That's Marty Herney. Now where I would say I'm a, I'm not surprised by, but last week you'd start, you know, I was, you know, there were some people who had some doubts as to whether or not Herney would want this role, given that it's different from what he had in Carolina. Right. Same title, but it's a different setup and, and all that. So I think there was some there were some that felt like he wouldn't want to do that. And then when he wasn't being interviewed right away, I mean, you're leaning looking at Martin Mayhew, maybe Ryan Cowden. Mm-hmm. The minute he interviews, though, it's a wrap because he's not coming here to interview. He knows Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera knows him. You would be comfortable with the setup if you're coming here to interview. You would know the setup. So I think you know when we got to that point on Monday, it was it was done. 
Yep, I'm gonna let you know. I let Chick ask the easy questions. I am Big <laughs> J journalism, so I ask the hard <laughs> questions right here. Are you John. talking about? <laughs> John, right, I got two major things. First, you know it's draft time, okay? You know it's draft time, so I'm gonna let this one marinate with you. All right, who would be the perfect draft pick? I'm gonna compare your pick to mine. Also. We have to bring up the elephant in the room, and the elephant is named Deshaun Watson. All right. Is it any way possible we can maneuver to get in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and not only get in it, but actually execute a trade? And I'm sure we have to maybe give up a player. We have a lot on the defensive line. All right. Maybe I have to give up a player, maybe I have to give up a couple of picks. Is it possible that we can do that with Deshaun? I think that's really hard. And I think they probably if if he were available, I think. Listen, any team with a quarterback should want Deshaun Watson. I mean, he fits. He's 25 years old. He's experienced. He's won. And, and he's re he's really good. So, And he also fits, like, for what Ron Rivera wants, too. Well, I don't know if you – what they have talked about a lot is the mobile quarterbacks. Well, he clearly brings that added element as well. So you check off all those boxes. So, yes, of course you should want a guy like that. What it would take to get him, I think it's really hard. I think – the hard part is that they pick 19th. Not a good draft pick for Houston, right? Especially right. when you compare it to other teams have more to offer. So to me, you'd have to give them a couple, obviously a couple first-round picks, so this one and then a future. But also you're going to have to give up a guy like, you know, are you going to have to give up a Montez Sweat or somebody no, like no, that? No, no. no, no. That, that's right. Payne. A Deron Payne. No, if I'm – and you also got to realize if I'm Houston, if I'm Houston, I'm telling you it's Montez Sweat. If I'm Houston, that's the guy I want. So, you know, because like if you if you look at like somebody had a proposal um, the other day and it was like, um, you know, it was three like, first in Montez. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like that. But it's also like they've seen other ones where it's like, you know, the Jets can give up a Sam Donald plus the number two pick when you're competing with that. You're only going to have to give up a guy like Sweat. Oh, it was um, the Niners. The, the, the proposal was like a first-round pick, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Nick Bosa. So if, wow. you're in, if you're in that, and I don't know if that's what it would take or not because right. he's not, he hasn't been made available. We don't know what any trade compensation package would look like. So, um, But I think that's – if you're looking at that level, then you're going to have to give somebody up of high quality to get that – quarterback back so that's that's what I would say like you know I don't know what it would take but I think that's what you're looking in that ballpark assuming there's a stiff competition that we would expect all right and the second question I let you marinate on draft pick you know I'm big on the draft I love the draft I have one guy in mind and I'm, I'm real <laughs> stubborn about I know who it is away from this guy well because because no, I go on. I, the hard part for me is I haven't even, like, I haven't looked at the draft yeah. in the middle of the first round. Like, you're, like, two months ahead of me, Fred. I'll be honest. I like, I like to do this, but you I knew you were fast, but, man. <laughs> and, but I know you watch Florida football, and I'm sure you see Oh, you talking about Pitts? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be – I think he might be there at 19 as well. So, wow. um, I, you know, I, I think there would be – I mean, I have to say there's a chance. I mean – um, he's a guy that would be terrific. I mean, he's, you know, like when you want, every time I watch Florida, every time he's making a play. Yeah. Every time. And he offers that speed. You put he and Logan Thomas together. That's a nice little combo. Yeah. yeah I mean, I. Uh, yeah, because you can do so many things with him. He's basically right. a glorified big wide receiver. I call him a taller, faster version of Shannon Sharp. That's what he is. Oh, yeah. So when you bring. So you bring these two tight ends out, and the, and the defense matches up with regular, and now Logan is inside on the line, and he's Kyle Pitts is on the outside being a wide receiver. We put you at natural mix matches, and I think he's one of those game-changing tight ends that can switch the, uh, the whole offense around. You can't double-team anybody there. Well, here's taking that one step further, Fred. You talk about mismatches, and I love – watching offense that can create that out-of-a-base formation. So you take those two tight ends, then you add in Gibson and J.D. McKissick. You have to stay in base against that look. So now what are you going to do against that coverage-wise? You got a mismatch. You, you would have a mismatch somewhere out of that alignment. So I think that that would add a lot of versatility to the offense. I think that's, that's clearly a need to go get another tight end. Um, and if you could get a guy like that. Now, also then it depends on, 
Well, who else is there? What did you do in free agency? But what we know this offense needs more of are playmakers. And that would, that would, a guy like that, a tight end like that, would diversify this offense in a, in a, in a pretty big way. And we also have a defensive head coach, and I know how he thinks. And they have another freak, because I only like to draft freaks in the first round. They have another <laughs> another freak at Boise, uh, Boise State. Uh, Zavin is his name. He's the 6'5 oh, yeah. outside linebacker that can cover in space and blitz and rush the pass. How many guys you drafted in the first round with that 19th <laughs> pick? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? This, this I, gave is, you this an is... offensive, I gave you an offensive option. No. I gave you a defensive option. Okay. This is I – yeah. Time. This is literally how Fred dates. Okay. <laughs> this is how he dates. He goes, Hey, what about trading for Deshaun Watson? But mm-hmm. okay, but but I'm gonna choose 13 guys in the first round. I want it doesn't you can't it well, if you can the, get yeah, you can get Deshaun plus those two guys, you're set. <laughs> oh, for the next 15 years, we're set. Yeah, I, you know, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, not and gonna I, happen, Fred. I, I you know, I, I could see them, and then it depends too on. What do you do on the offensive line in free agency? Because if you don't address that, are you going to do something there? I think they probably go, well, who knows? Linebacker is clearly a need, and tight end is a need. Um, receiver would be a need. My guess is, my guess would be free agency gets taken care of in, in the in, – or the receiver gets taken care of in free agency. Right. So then you're looking at linebacker, tight end. But you also like – you know, there's some people who say you don't need to take a tight end the first round. You can take one a couple rounds later. Who knows? I don't know how deep that class is. What I do know is that kid, every time I watch Pitts, he, he's making plays. So I don't think you get a quarterback at 19. Not not one that yeah. you, you know, I don't I don't think so. Not one that they, right. um, or that would certainly not way. But um, so I don't know. Oh, you hear, said the guy you want, Fred, I'm okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good guys. Um, so Marty Herney's in. Two years ago, all I heard was Kyle Smith is the incumbent. He's coming in. What's what do you think happens with Kyle Smith now? Who has was I mean, as little as a few months ago, we heard Ron Rivera talking saying, Oh no, we get along great. Um, you know, you have to be on the same page, blah, blah, blah. Is Kyle Smith part of these plans? Um <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't if you're Kyle Smith, you know what they now think of you as far as your right. future goes. Um, you know, and I think that's, I think a guy like him has been here for 11 years and this was maybe his chance. And if Rivera feels like he's not experienced enough, it's hard to fight that. This is also a guy who like, you know, like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, they grew up in the game. He grew up in the game with his dad being a GM. So that was essentially his mentor for his whole life. Um, but my my sense would be that if he has an option elsewhere, that's where he would go. That's my that's been my sense. And um, now the question is, will he have that option? And then will they want to keep him around here, even though he did a really good job? Do you want to keep him around? If you know if you've made this decision to move in this direction, you're kind of signaling what you think down the road. They interviewed Eric Stokes, who is also in that front office. So if you want someone to groom to move up. Maybe he now becomes a guy and you just cut, cut ties with, with Smith. I don't know that they would do that, but I do, but I do think that um, if there's another option for, for Smith elsewhere, he will look for it. The key is, again, I go back to what I don't know is what happens if there's a lateral move he wants to make. Now, if he wants to go tra- – if there's an assistant GM job somewhere, I definitely think that he would prefer that. If it's a lateral move, would they give him permission? Um, that's what I don't know. See, I told you, Chick, ask the easy questions. I asked the hard questions. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, 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 I'm just the, telling you. The, the guy literally said, I don't know. That's a good question. He, I, I, he I, I, said I, it out loud. <laughs> the, name of the, show, the name of the show is That's Your Opinion and Chick, That's Your Opinion. Yes. Here we go. John, let me ask you this. Tomatoes, are they a fruit or a vegetable? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, technically, they are a fruit. I right, use right. them as a veg. I use them as a vegetable. Aha! Uh-huh. All right. So if they are a fruit, so does that make ketchup a smoothie? What? No. No. <laughs> Tomatoes are fruit, and ketchup <laughs> is actually a smoothie that we've been putting on French fries for decades. This is why you use tomatoes and Bloody Marys instead. 
Now, Chick, Chick told me you guys went off the rails, and I'm like, what could that mean? I yeah. would, if I had put down money on what would constitute going off the rails, yeah. ketchup smoothies was not on my list. No, no, so no, no. technically, <laughs> if if technically if tomato is classified as a fruit, Fred, would you drink a ketchup smoothie? No, that just okay, tells yeah. you that now they have to put ketchup on the smoothie aisle. That's what it is. What the hell? It goes um, more man. off the rails than this even. <laughs> so this is actually mild as far as off the rails goes. Like, when, like, I, I got to be honest, like, when do you think of these? Like, are you waking up at night thinking, is ketchup a smoothie? Like, when do you Wake think up. of that? He ain't going it, to it, 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 it just literally hits me sometimes when I'm riding. Come on, if ketchup, I mean, this tomatoes is really a fruit. It's a smoothie. Ketchup is a smoothie. It technically, it's a smoothie. Fred needs a constant audience for these kind of thoughts, man. <laughs> going down, going down the rabbit hole that is Fred's mind is a very dangerous game. I've learned that the hard way. Oh yeah, so I mean that. You know, you almost need like a like not even a GoPro, just like a rea- a twenty four hour reality show. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and some of it's not real. The reality. I thought that um, was a great scientific question right there. Yeah, I mean, now the scientific community has to think: Is it really a smoothie? My God, um, can I can I get this back Next. to football, or do we need to talk <laughs> on smoothies some more? Want uh, a peanut butter smoothie? Are very important. They are. They are. They are. They're, they're, Listen, they're I had healthy. a good smoothie today. I had a really good what one today. What, what's it's the a, taste? A fruit a smoothie. A fruit no smoothie. tomatoes. No tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> My. Um, so, so how? So how long? Seriously, how long have you been on the beat? Um, since 1994. Do the math for me, would you? No. I told my wife I, I'm going to cover one Super Bowl run and I'm off the beat. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, asked that, that I, I asked that question. <laughs> it's been that long. Yeah. I asked that question to ask this question. How bizarre was Very. this year covering this team and never really stepping foot inside a locker room? Oh, the whole year was bizarre, and you have to go back to um, – we'll go back to the spring because when once they hired Ron Rivera, you know, we've been through coaching changes before, right? And last year was, 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 was a tough year for a lot of reasons. But once you hire Rivera, Cyrus settled down a little bit, and then we hit a pandemic. So you're doing everything by Zoom, and this is, it's a new world with that. So we're talking to coaches on Zoom that we've never met before. Scott Turner, I covered his dad. I was, I saw Scott Turner was 15. I haven't been around him in person. The last time I was around him in person was when he was 15. And yet I've covered him for almost a year. So, you know, so, so that was getting weird, getting used to. It's just like little things too, like, how many questions do you get on Zoom? Do we have to go in order? Do you create an order? How do you create that order? How do you make sure? How much time do you get? You know, can we do one-on-ones? Like, where you lose a lot is the one-on-one interviews that separate your stories from somebody else. And so, like, that was where to get to. Then you get to the protests. That was a that was an odd time just because, like, so much started to happen. And, you know, players taking certain matters into their own hands and practices being canceled and, you know, coaches having to deal with different things. And then you get to the you know, um, statues coming down outside RFK of George Preston Marshall taking his name off there. And then you start to get into the name change. So it was a, it was, for me, it was the worst summer to ever cover this team because there was never a time that I, that for me personally, that you could step away from any of this. I would say from like late June until Mid-September, I bet you I didn't have a day off until there was like a Saturday during the season because there was always something. I mean, I'm at the beach. Kids are at the kids are at the in the in the at the beach. Um, wife's out somewhere else. I'm on the balcony getting phone calls all day because of anticipation of a story in the Washington Post. So like from all of that, you add all that up. And then then chick, you get the Alex Smith comeback story, which was going on throughout all this. But you didn't realize just where he was at with things because so many other things were going on. And then you get a head coach who gets cancer or who has cancer. So it was it was, you know, bizarre. I'm not sure is the right word. Just from from the organization standpoint, I think from I think what you're probably asking as much as from just like covering a team in this situation. That was bizarre. 
Because like I said, you didn't get the one-on-ones. You didn't get to know people and develop relationships that you normally would. And there are things like, there are things with the head coach, let's say, or, or other coaches that you know in the past that if you talk to them at the podium, you can talk to them off to the side. That's where you get some things that you say that they explain certain things more away from the cameras that help your reporting and understanding of certain things. And I think those are the things that you lose. And people would ask me sometimes, well, what's the locker room say? I don't know because we're not in there. You don't know. And I would say, like, from a player's perspective, they didn't, you know, nobody really liked the Zoom, right? You know, and I think players kind of got, they kind of got off a little bit easy with us this year because if you didn't want to do the Zoom, you didn't have to talk or you didn't talk. And so, you know, but most guys were pretty good, um, but it was just difficult. So to get extra one-on-one sessions was tough because you need to have, um, you know, it just, it was hard for the, for uh, the PR staff to have to organize that because there's too many, uh, too many requests and not enough zoom channels. And then, you know, players, it was just tough on them, you know, because they, it, nobody wants to be sitting they're in front of that screen for how many hours doing these virtual sessions for, for practice, for meetings and all that to then sit down there with us for 20 more minutes. It's a pain in the butt. So it was just weird all the way around. And then, geez, this, I mean, it gets more, sorry, but then like the games, like, you know, we, I didn't go to an away game because that's amazing. Used, it is. And ESPN wasn't going to send us, which I completely understand, unless there's like there, you had no access after games. So we're not going to risk sending you somewhere, especially for there's no, if there's no access. You're, we're all on Zoom. So even if you're at the game, you're sitting in the press box getting the same postgame stuff that I am at home. And so it was just it was just very bizarre, very, very bizarre. And I, you know, I think probably to be honest, I think the worst thing still was always because you can you can learn to navigate all that as a reporter. You should be able to learn to navigate that. You can make extra calls over here, talk to people over here. The lack of fans at games to me was was just like I just I never, never got used to it. The only thing that was good on the first game was like, hey, I got a good parking spot today. <laughs> after that, after that, it was like, it really sucks because you miss the atmosphere. You miss having the crowd help you understand the momentum of this game, right? And you can, you know, and seeing like a big play would be made and you put your head down to write something and you're waiting for like, there should be a reaction here to tell me that the crowd believes they can now win this game, right? Things like that. Like I miss that tremendously because it just, you, I, you like, you know, at, at our core, we're all football fans. And you, you, the fans are a big part of that, you know, the atmosphere. So, yeah, it was, it was very, very bizarre. John, you want to smooth? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask. oh my god! And, and I want to tell you how arrogant my, my my teammate is right there. If y'all can look <laughs> to the back of his screen, he, you see he got his Emmys scattered scattered out all over the place, John. Hold on, you know, right there. Just to rub it in our face. Well, you know, you know what? Here, the reason I did it is because if I, you're at least your eyes went to the right space because what's back there is the trashiest desk in our house. It looks awful. <laughs> I, to, I tried to, I just tried to sugarcoat it a little bit. I just put down a few of my Emmys down there. <laughs> just, just a few. <laughs> Don't worry, none of it beats a Dundee award. No, oh, no. very what good. The hell's a Dundee? Oh, really? Come on, man. What is that? I like, like I don't Dunder even Mifflin, want to answer Dunder that. Award? Oh, wait a minute. Are you serious? That's what I'm saying. How do you what not is... know what a Dundee is? The office. Do you know what a Dundee is? Riding horses? What? <laughs> What's a Dundee? Is that from Dunder Mifflin? What is it? Have you, have you and this is a serious question. Have you ever watched The Office? That's what I'm saying. Oh, Dunder I Mifflin, watched, right? I watched a couple. All right. I watched a couple of episodes. Yeah, Dunder Mifflin. I got it right. Okay. okay. There you go. Yeah. But, but um, you're. This is what I have to deal with. This is what I have to deal with. Well, I'm now at threat level midnight. Rob Carlin coming up next year. Uh, John, I want to thank you, man. Um, I, you know, uh, we, we'll, we'll have you back because we have to explain to folks the Washington media core and what used to take place in the rooms. that does not take place anymore. Um, Yeah. That was a bizarre part too, Chick. I mean, this not being around like the I, I could go on and on about that whole bizarre sure. part. But like we, you drive like I I live forty five minutes from the facility. You drive forty five minutes to watch practice for twenty minutes. 
get in the car, get home to be on Zoom for the next two hours. Usually you're out there all day and you're, you know, you go in the locker room, you come back, you eat lunch there. You're, and then right. you're, to be honest, you're, you're BSing with people that you like in the room. Right. And right. having fun in there and doing your job. But so we, you lose, we lost a lot of that too. That was, that part kind of stunk too. Yeah, you can't hang out with a Fred Smoot back in the day, you know, in his locker yeah. and talk and learn hey, some I, shit. I was always, I was always available. You was, and, and that's, but you're right. Like that's why, like on Fridays, for example, during the season, as you know, when you get by, you get to the point in the week where you're done with, you know, really getting stories, unless there's like something big breaking that day, or like an injury or something like that. You just basically kind of hang out in the locker room and talk to guys, and and really, honestly, you get to know them better. You you know, and that's that's I think that's where the, this whole thing is about relationships. And so, like, that's where you develop relationships, and and it's that's a part that you really really lost this year because there are a lot of guys that you covered, but I really couldn't tell you much about them other than what we saw on Zoom because you just didn't get a chance to know them. Right. But how do you fill in that gap, John? Because it's a Reporting. year where you, did, where, yeah. where you didn't make those relationships. So is it safe to say it'll take you two years to gain a relationship with the, the 2020 class? With a lot of those guys, absolutely, because you're you're just not in front of them enough. And, and you know, the way I would try to compensate a little bit is when you, they'd be on Zoom, I'd always say my name and where I'm from. Right. So they would know, like, okay, that's so-and-so. But that, so that's only to get them to know me, not to, de, you know, it's like you're developing something. And some of them you try to do a one-on-one with, and some of them you would get that. But, yeah, it's it's hard. So we might not be in front of them until training camp. That's what that's the way it looks right now. It might be the earliest time we can do that. But it is hard because you're right, Fred. I mean, that is – you need players to also trust you, too. And, you you know, like if I'm asking them certain things, you need them to trust you. And there's only one way to do that, to build that trust. And um, and it's tough. So and same with coaches, same with coaches. You know, there's there have been coaches that I will have covered for at least a year and a half before I get in front of their before I'm in front of them without a mask on. Maybe not even then with I'll probably have a mask on them. But still, it's just it's a it's a hard way to build relationships. So you try to build it, you know, in as Way, many ways as possible, whether it's sometimes through extra calls to get to know them, maybe get to know people around them. But it is still, it is, it was, it was difficult in that regard, very much so. Well, you'll, you'll get a chance to uh, get to know Deshaun Watson and the seven first round picks that Fred Smoot's trading for. Um, hey, he's got a, he's got a, he's got an all-star team coming here, man. That'll be a fun team to cover. I gave y'all options. That's what great people do. When you go to a great restaurant, you love to have options on the menus. So what I did, John, I just gave you options and yeah. threw some bones out there and said, offensive, defense, these are the guys I want. And I'm in love with Kyle Pitts. I just think he's going to be a hell of a pro. I do. So what we got tonight is Deshaun Watson, Kyle Pitts, and ketchup smoothies. Yes, oh, yeah. that's it. That's, that's it. the question. End <laughs> of the day, Rob, if tomatoes are fruit, oh. is ketchup a smoothie? <laughs> Why do you even have a ketchup bottle like at your disposal now? Uh, you, uh, hey, hey, it just popped out of nowhere. My son heard me say ketchup. He went in there and got the ketchup. John, you can stay or go. It doesn't matter with Fred, uh, but we're going to bring in Rob Carlin right well, now. Um, what are you doing? I'm going to take off, but I want to say I, hello to Rob. I miss seeing him. I miss seeing all you guys and you guys on TV too. So appreciate, appreciate that, Kyle. All yeah, right. Always one of my favorite people. Appreciate you. All right, take care, guys. All right, cakes. There's John. Bye, Fred. See you, ESPN.com. Appreciate you, John. And now coming on board is uh, Rob Carlin, my old running mate at NBC Sports Washington. And, of course, that tremendous Terrapin show we did this. How many shows did we do? Two? Two. Two. We had, two. We had four scheduled. We got yeah. to two of them. Yeah. So Rob yeah. Carlin joins us here um, uh, on the uh, What's Your wait, Opinion? Wait, wait, well, wait, that's wait, your opinion. What's, it, what's what? this? What's this? ketchup smoothie thing yeah, go ahead hey, Fred please explain yourself here go to scientific terms I have to ask you one question and once you answer this question it'll clarify everything for you I don't think is, it will is a tomato classified as a vegetable or a fruit I, I, what does that have to do with a fruit with a ketchup I, 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 Rob just answer the question is no it, no, is no I'm not in a courtroom right now no no I'm telling what is you, it classified because it's you classified the a fruit have have you have you had let me let me answer your question with a question have you made yourself a ketchup smoothie just a literally I answer the question it. It and just start sifting. 
<laughs> do it then. Let's see it. Let's see it, guy. Yeah. Let's see it. Get your, get your son to make right a now. ketchup smoothie. Get your son hey, to make hey, a ketchup hey. smoothie. My grandma always tell me something. Yeah. If common sense was common, everybody had. That ain't the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> grandma, she's a great woman. Great, great yeah. woman. She's she's taught us a lot. Um, so, Rob, <laughs> this is what I've been dealing with. Uh, and welcome, by the way, to That's Your Opinion with Chicken Smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the truth. You do got the truth. Um, yeah, you. You, you got a lot of things. And some of those cannot be taken care of with a shot, just so you know. I, that's your opinion. Uh, oh, Robbie, we got an NHL yeah. season uh, with the Washington Capitals. Uh, and what seems to happen here in the DMV is always a coaching change of some sort. So now always. a new coach with the football franchise, a new coach – uh, with the hockey franchise and Peter Laviolette. Um, and it's a weird, as we just talked about with John Kime, it's going to be a strange season, a condensed schedule down to what, 56 games. Mm-hmm. Got to get it in quick. Um, from what you've seen so far from this Capitals team, are you impressed by what Laviolette has brought? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got five out of the first six points that they were able to accumulate. Uh, the, the backup goalie Vitek Vanacek gets his first NHL start six years after getting drafted and gets a win. Um, and I think the style of play is going to be a fun style to watch. I'm actually, I'm actually watching the game right now as we're talking, because they're playing oh, Pittsburgh nice. that second game of the, uh, the back-to-back and they're up three to one. They're, they, you know, Laviolette wants them to play a fast attacking style of game. They're the oldest team in the league, but they also are probably one of the most talented teams in the league. So I think that's going to fit right into what their strengths are. And I, I think the, the hardest thing watching, and they've gotten a lot of shots here tonight, but for the last, since Barry Trotz got here, Trotz really stressed quality over quantity in right. shots. And I remember even going into the playoffs in 2018 and I challenged him a little bit. Cause I was like, isn't there some sort of, I did a one-on-one. I was like, isn't there some sort of belief of just throw pucks at the net? Cause it used to drive Alan may bananas that they right. would pass up shots. And I'm like, don't you want to just throw pucks to the net and see what happens? And he was like, no, cause quite often that ends up going the other way. He's like, yeah, you might get a goal here or a goal there, but often it's just kicked back out and it goes the other way and you lose possession. Laviolette wants shots on net. He wants that sort of scrum in front of the net. So I think they have to uh, eliminate all those old habits that they, you know, that they learned through trots and then two more years of Todd Reardon stressing that same thing. And now they have to sort of relearn a game of throwing pucks at the net from all angles. And especially for the defenseman, because he is big on defensemen activating forward and getting shots. So I think, um, you're going to see as the season develops with no, no exhibition games, no time to kind of work on these things. It's going to be a work in progress like most teams, but I think it's going to fit right into what they're going to end up being very good at. Rob, if I know about anything in this world, it's coaching changes. And with coaching changes come new <laughs> philosophies and come new ways of doing things. Now, you said we're going to be a lot more aggressive on, uh, on offense, putting the puck to the neck. What does that change for the defense? And, and is this coach one of those coaches that stress defense? Because it sounds like to me he's more Andy Reedish, where he wants to outscore you. That's an interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, leave it to you to figure that one out. But you know what? I Look. He's a guy who stresses his, he wants his, he wants you to play to your strengths. So a guy like Nick Jensen, who has really struggled since he came here, actually looks really good and comfortable because he's being told to activate forward, try and get some shots, be creative. And he's doing that. And that's his strength. And I think what he wants his guys to do, if you, if you look at the defense pairs, basically there's one, other than the Carlson Orlov top pair, because they're both sort of offensive minded, but Orlov is really, Orlov's more of a good skater than an offensive minded guy. So you got Carlson and Orlov, more of a defensive minded guy. You got Brendan Dillon, who's a big physical guy, defensive minded. Um, and then and now I'm blanking on who his partner is right now for some reason. But, uh, but he's always going to, um, this is embarrassing. I can't think of who is dependent. Uh, hopefully, well, thanks a lot for joining us, Rob. You're done. No, hey, yeah. you know, my, hey, hey, my CTE acts up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Mine didn't come from football, though. Mine, I'm just uh, old. They're just married. 
stupidity. It, it came from watching and absorbing all those hits. <laughs> but he, he wants these guys to play to their strengths. And I think that that's, you know, I think this is why this coach wins where, wherever he goes. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't coach. Uh, he, he's trying to put guys in the, their best position to be an effective player. And Fred, you could, you know, speak to that better than anyone. You want a guy who wants to understand. Like, I remember when Barry Trotz got here um, and he pulled Brett Connolly aside. And it was one of those where we had him mic'd up. We had mm-hmm. Trotz mic'd up. And he pulled Brett Connolly aside because that first year, Trotz had been at the World Cup of Hockey. So he missed the first couple of days of camp. And he pulled Brett Connolly, who was a new cap that year, aside. And he said, what are your strengths? What do you think you're good at? And mm-hmm. Connolly told him, well, my shot is definitely my – he's a great. Let's work on getting you as many shots as we can. What are your weaknesses? And I don't remember what he said, but he said, you know, his weakness. And he's like, all right, let's work on that. But let's play to your strengths first. And I was like, man, what a – now he's empowering Brett Connolly to be Brett Connolly. And I would imagine as a player, you want a yep. coach to say – you know, Fred, are, you know, what, are you a lockdown corner? Well, then yep. go, go pick the best guy on the other team and lock him down. And yeah, that's, I think. Greg Williams. There was Greg Williams. When Greg came in, what do you like to do? I said, I'm a press corner. I played Mississippi State, zero coverage. Well, he said, good, because I'm going to put you in a lot of zero coverage. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, that's, that's where I feel good at. And you asked me, what was your weaknesses? I need to get better at tackling. I'm only 175 pounds. I need to get pounds. <laughs> And I went into the mode of gaining power. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't I don't know that Laviolette's put any money on the board yet for a big hit in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Greg Williams did, but see, this is what I say. That was the ultimate contradiction because the NFL and Dan Schneider already pays me to go out and peel other people cap. So right. now if we trade money for peeling people cap, what's wrong with that? That money was paid to me. For me to go out here and hurt this dude. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Uh, too much was made of it. I think it's because it was the injury factor. Somebody goes down and you see that, and then you hear about it in the locker room afterwards, or it, it leaks out that week. Yeah, I got paid for that hit. That didn't that didn't sit too well with the league, obviously. They paid me that week to do that. And you know, when we get the injury report before a game, mm-hmm. and they say, uh, Plexico Bears got to hurt me. All right, well, I need to test that knee out. Really? All right, that's just the way I'm going. All right, really? the first hit. Hold on a second. Hold on. You guys looked at the injury report and went, all right, that's that's just what Rob this speaks to the NHL. What do they say? He's got a lower body injury. It's always wait, wait never specific. Chick, are you really you're, you're not you're not really shocked. Yeah, you can't be shocked by that. Coming There's from a guy no who played for Greg Williams and Mr. You know, cut the head off the snake. I'm not. Sh- I'm. What I'm shocked at is that a player would look. I mean, you kind of hear about it during the week, but I am. I'm a little bit stunned because you guys. Wait, the, you know, the they do that in league. college. They do that in college. Yeah. They knew Waddle was hurting, and they knew his ankle was hurt. And if he caught that ball, they was gonna cut him low. I mean, I'm you sorry. know Smoot way. You know Smoot way better than I do. Smoot is a that dude studied. I would imagine you studied those yes. things. You knew exactly. What's Hell wrong yeah. with him? And guess what they do? The receivers know exactly at what point in the season what's wrong with me. And right. that's why we try to – that's one reason where we never show them when we're tired. We never try yep. to, you know, bend over nothing. And we never show them when we got an injury below the waist. Right. Well, and I imagine that's why in hockey they say upper body injury because they don't want to be specific about it. Didn't I just say that, Amish? Yeah, Is but I'm listen- just repeating it. Listening? I'm listening. Hey, I just want to emphasize the point. This Amish. That's, that says everything. Smoot, if oh you played God. hockey, your strength would be taking shots. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I can actually skate pretty good. I'm telling you like that. Oh, I can you skate, skate a lot. Good. Oh, you skate a lot. Let me just yeah, put that out there. Yeah, you do. Stop all the Dutch hating. Don't hate the Dutch. Don't hate me. <laughs> hey, Smoot, you want to hear something funny, though? I um I can't skate. So what? I'm out here. Right. So I'm the hockey guy. Right. I'm the hockey guy. So uh, two winters ago... I took my girls who were seven at the time out to quiet waters park, which is literally right next door to my neighborhood. So we Mm -hmm. go there to skate outside and I'm fully doing the little shuffle. Like I'm basically uh, this much away from holding on to something. Yeah. So, right. So I am scared to death out there. I can't skate. My girls like hold my hand. I'm like, I can't, we're all going to fall if I hold your hand. (laughs) 
no, this is I embarrassing. See, I oh, dude, wait, wait. I see like a 17 year old dude got long, flowing, like blonde hair. He's got a caps ski cap on and a scat a cap sweatshirt on. And the whole time, I'm like, oh dear God, please don't recognize me. Please, God, don't recognize me. <laughs> he skates right up to me, sh- stops like you know, sprays a little ice, and I'm I'm basically walking. And he goes, Hey, aren't you the caps guy? And I said, Yeah. Am I allowed to curse on this or am I allowed to not? No, 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 yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you are. He literally, he, I said, yeah. He looks me up and down and goes, you shitting me right now? <laughs> and I said, dude, I talk on TV. Alan played the game. And he literally turned and skated away. Oh. So, disgusted. <laughs> so, so that tells me two things. So that tells me you also can't roller skate. Oh, no, no. Wow. So you're from the generation of roller skate and you cannot roller skate. I would, I was like the ultimate at like if those roller skating parties. I would, I would go grab a bite to eat. I'd go to the, like, I'd do anything to avoid going out to roller skate. Hey, but I, Rob, I do give your story three smoothies. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Three ketchup smoothies. Aren't you lucky? Yes. Yeah, Why do you I just have that ketchup there? Why do you have a ketchup no. bottle right there? Well, everybody has condiments on the table, right? Not wait. Do you re- not, wait? Do you refrigerate your ketchup? Ooh. Yes, I am one of those. And my hot sauce. And the hot sauce. Yeah, and my hot sauce. Did y'all see the red hot hot sauce commercial with Eli Manning on it? Yes. But he said he yes. put that shit on everything. Yes. That's the funniest. Uh, it's so funny to me. He is. He is certainly following in his big brother's footsteps. He's got a wry yeah. sense of humor, willing to laugh at himself. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, so I got to ask you this, Rob. We talked about this a little while ago. I'm not sure if you're willing to talk about this. Uh, first game, is it the first game uh, broadcast? And so for, for those folks who don't know, Rob was uh, let go by NBC Sports Washington, as I was uh, a couple of years ago. But he was let go at the, the end of last season, right? Uh, I was actually told I was being let go on the morning that the Caps were coming back after their COVID break, the morning of their first game back. I got a text from the boss at 8.30 in the morning saying, can you talk? And I thought, I have a feeling that's not to wish me good luck on mm. coming back tonight. And, yep, called and told me that my contract was not being renewed. And, uh, yeah, and gave me the option to work that night, which – And you did. Which I did. Yeah, that yep. was that was the toughest night of my career, and nothing else is close. Yeah, no question. Yeah, but see, um, but see y'all got to understand – us as athletes, we've been getting fired in front of everybody since we've been 20 years old. <laughs> we've been just fired. We come home, watch ESPN. You are no longer on the team. But, <laughs> so we feel it. All right, but here's, here, man, here's the difference, Fred. Right. Uh, you guys are like, um, I'm going to say this out loud, you're like white coaches in the league. You get fired one place, you get another job. Players get fired one place, get another job. TV guys, so much yeah, and you're also no, getting paid no, no. millions you're also getting paid no, no. millions at the end of the day, if you play for a team that hasn't had any success championship teams don't come get that missing piece from a losing team all right so at the end of the day it, it you play for so many different coaches eventually your team will hire a coach that you don't fit his scheme right right, right. so now yeah you can be well lost. then i feel your pain it sucked yeah it, it, it sucked. sucked man it sucked bad so I'm 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 on Twitter the other night, guys, and I'm reading <laughs> some tweets, and I see Rob's tweet, which basically says, you know, oh, well, this is interesting. I'm going to paraphrase here, but this kind of sucks. I'm watching the Capitals game, and I'm there's there's my name on the grid on the on the guide. It says Rob Carlin, host of Capitals pregame, and I looked at that and went, mother fudger, are you kidding yeah. me? And I, I started texting Rob. So did you, did, had you seen it on your own? Did someone point it out to you? And what was your initial reaction? No, I, I went downstairs and the whole day I was like, oh, this is just going to suck, right? I, first time in nine years that I, I won't be part of the Caps broadcast. And, you know, it sucks. And um, I go downstairs to turn it on because my wife and I were like, we're going to have a drink yeah. and we're going to watch the first show and, you know, we'll just sort of whatever. So I turned it on and my wife hadn't come in the room yet. And I punch in the number 846 on the, mm-hmm. on the cable and it goes to it and it pops up on the guide. And I was like, are you kidding me? 
Mm-hmm. So it says Rob Carlin and Alan May host Caps pregame live. And I was like, they had six months to change the name <laughs> on the grid. And now here I am on this, you know, that Fred, you, you get traded or cut and mm-hmm. they announce the opening, the starting lineups and announce Fred Smoot. Yeah, like, yeah, and the new dude, is, and then I got to see the new dude that's rocking my number. Right, 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 right. And I was just like, and 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 to be completely honest, Chick, and you, you know this more than I do because you've been here so long, you're ingrained in it, this is your hometown market and everything, but you, in this business, you fight so hard and you hope to get a name, right? Like you move from city to cities, you build your career and you're there for a couple of years and then you move on and, you know, some places people like you and remember you, whatever. But I was here for nine years and I built a name as the host of the cap show that people respected people liked, Mm -hmm. and you know i get dumped it's the business whatever and now to come on game one after six months you know it's not like this was uh it's not like the night they they said you know you're we're not renewing your contract and that night had i chosen not to work there's a new host all Right. right well that makes sense this is six months later and i was like you're using my name this is selling this show i don't care right. if there's a mistake or what and i did get a text from someone who still works there and was like hey you know someone you know and respect that was a you know a, a simple mistake and it's a small mistake i was like no it's not a small mistake that's my name that's all i've got left now i don't know that i'll ever work in this business again full time because you know quite frankly i don't know that a lot of places are looking for a 49 year old white guy with salt and pepper hair who requires a fairly good salary. That's just not checked. <laughs> They're not, they not, they not looking for 41-year-old football players either. But right. Still getting paid. right. It's it's a tough deal. So, I, you know, now all I've got left is the name that I was able to build on for nine years. And I wrote back and I just said, no, it's not a small mistake. A, facts matter. And this is right. factually incorrect. And B, that's my name on there. And no, it's just a small mistake. And, and I got... He wrote back, wow. And I said, yeah, wow. And then I stopped and I was like, hey, if you got a problem, call me. Right. <laughs> you know, like, don't text right. me. This is such- Sound like fight words to me. Put yeah. them dupes up. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, and we talked and, and we, we hashed it out and that was that. But I was just like, that pissed me off where, and, and I know the person who's in charge of that. And I love the person who's in charge of that. It wasn't personal. I wasn't trying to get that person in trouble. This was just a, and I even told, when I spoke to the guy on the phone, I said, I was like, hey, I didn't take any veil shots. You don't have to wonder what I was talking about. Right. I took a blatant shot at you guys. So yeah. it, it's it. It's over Shocking. Now. I would never do that. Oh, sorry. I guess I would. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I watched you went. do it. I, I watched a- you blatantly do it at an award show. You received the Emmy and yes. got out there and threw them all under the bus. I Absolutely. watched you do that. And I got a and I got a bunch of people booing that company when that when that happened too. Damn straight, damn straight. It would make any damn sense. And I I felt for Rob. I felt for Rob. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. And then and in your conversations with that unnamed person, the the, the feeling I got was, hey Rob, it's a small deal. You know, let's 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 pull back here, show some grace. And I go, fuck that. Right. Please, you shit Did you on me. Your mother with that? Yes, I do not. She's dead now, but I did when she was alive. Um, but you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah, because football, football players don't curse, by the way, Fred. Um, you, you know you know my dad is preaching now. You know that. <laughs> well, he lost you somewhere, I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, first of all, preacher's kids are always kind of, you know, mischievous yes. now. Yeah. Um, In the name right, so- of the Lord. <laughs> Our producer Amish is going, dude, we're going way too long. Uh, so I, what I want to do, though, because, Rob, you did build your name. And I will say this to you, and I've said this to you before. Um, you know, you built your name. You are one of the uh, – the um, a guy who just did what he was supposed to do, and you made Capitals Destination TV, even for guys who were non-hockey people like myself. I loved you and Alan together. I know you heard that a lot from folks – um, I got it with B Mitch and Trevor, uh, you know, just yeah. like if you do it right, then, then, you know, and hopefully this is what we're building here with, with, uh, you know, that's your opinion with me and Fred, we, hopefully that yeah. folks get the chance to know us a little bit. Um, but, join us, all retired guys ain't doing nothing. We ain't doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we're cursing. <laughs> it, it's like, it's like Friday, man. 
it it's Wednesday. I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> my life been like that. My life been like that. Do you want a pub? Do you want a pub what you're doing now, Rob? Because I know that you're very excited about it. Yeah, so it's a, an exciting new company. Um, actually, Fred, I might, I might need to hit you up at some point. I'm always so, here for you. Yeah, so um, probably you guys all know what Huddle is, H-U-D-L. It's yes, a recruiting tape. They, yep, yep. they provide recruiting and coaches film and stats for all the different programs. So a guy that I know who is a professional lacrosse player um, was was – kind of looking at old game film. This is like from 2015 or so. And it was like the pictures, like the old quarterbacks in the nineties. And he's like, there's gotta be something better than this. And he basically is a computer programmer. And he wrote what I'm calling huddle on steroids. You get the, mm -hmm. the stats instantaneously. You get the video instantaneously with huddle. You have to send it off and 12 or 24 hours later, it comes back to you. This mm -hmm. is all being done on your iPhone. It looks like an iPhone. It feels like, an iPhone and we have been making pitches. We just landed to math of basketball. Wow. Basketball. We've got, um, we're talking, we have almost 65% of a every division one men's lacrosse program. We got the number one and number five women's lacrosse program. And we're now starting to talk to schools about outfitting their entire program. So we're hoping come fall, we're going to start hitting um schools nationwide and doing the entire school so it's a really exciting company it's basically kind of a startup it's been around for five years mm -hmm. it's called score break by the way i should mention right. the name, score break and right. um so fred we're looking for investors man so if uh i'm, I'm already in the tech world myself too so we are can you talk. all yes, right I, I, I have my own app coming out called wink and drink something that i'm great at <laughs> it's true <laughs> I might have to hit you up. I, I know I've already reached out to Sean Springs and yeah. reaching out to people because, I, you know, like you guys know that world and upside down yeah. and huddle is it's a monopoly, man. And it's a billion dollar business. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we not so subtly, whenever I tweet something, I tweet hashtag break the huddle. So mm -hmm. we're, yeah. we're, we're going to take a run at them and see how much, how much business we could steal away from them. So that's yeah. nice pretty excited about it will you take my ten dollar uh, investment is that fair like will that make me money <clears throat> no but we'll take you ten dollars oh well great thanks a lot <laughs> well rabbi i appreciate we appreciate your time man uh this is the first uh that's your opinion and uh, i just wanted to get you on here and discuss caps and, and and talk about what you went through i think folks especially folks who are going to listen to this we've all been a lot of people, folks have been ain't, ain't, i don't think there's a soul on this earth who wasn't fired, wasn't let go at some point and felt that angst. We all know that I did for a year and a half. I was visceral, uh, in my, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I came clean, uh, and I did it online because I had to, you know, I felt bad about it after hearing what people were thinking. Um, so you did a good job with being professional about it. Um, sorry that it happened. Have they fixed it yet? Yes, it was fixed for the next game. Okay, good. It was fixed. See, you so. didn't tell me I was tasteful when I got fired. You just, you, you were yeah, tasteful. Just another dude. You didn't tell me I was tasteful in my exit. Well, that's because you didn't talk to us. You left and went to another team. You I were came gone. back here. I came well, back Well, when you here. came back, we were excited. When you came back, we were all excited. We were. Uh, hey, we were. and you guys I haven't even heard my 980 stories, so, you know. Hey, hey, hey. All I'm saying is. I, I expect this from terrapins. Right? I expect oh, this from people. Now this you, guy now, is a terrapin. I, I respect. I expect all this. I hope that you choke on a Heinz ketchup bottle. That's what I hope. <laughs> hey, it's a smoothie. That's I'm about to smoothie. ship some straws to you because hey, now you have to. I need to see you drink no. ketchup through a straw now. And I put tomatoes on in the blender. Put a little ice in there. And shredded it, we will become ketchup, and that is a smoothie because tomatoes are fruit. So even if that's your point, until I see you drink a tomato yes. and or ketchup smoothie, none of this matters. Yeah, we're gonna what get you a, a straw. We're gonna get you a straw. What is technically a V8? A V8 is basically ketchup juice. Yeah, so you'll be good. You'll be good with a straw and a uh, ketchup I bottle. One of those like old crazy straws where you can see yeah. it go up and around. I, I and so nobody <laughs> wants to talk about the fact that V8 is basically ketchup juice. V8. Hey, stop changing the subject. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making ketchup smoothie right now. Uh, I'm down. Hey, I'm down. By the way, uh, I, I will call you out on one thing, Rob, and I know that there's a former colleague of ours that does it too. You're wearing the, the company logo right now. I'm not I, down I, with that. Just not down with that. Okay. Just can't shirt, let go, man. huh? 
just can't I'm, let go. That's free I'm like, shirt. I just grabbed the next sweatshirt online, man. I don't care. I, well, believe me, I've seen you grab enough shirts in your day. Um, <laughs> but I'm like Ralph Friesen when he left Maryland. He burnt all his Maryland stuff. Now he's welcome back finally. But no, no, there, you won't find my. That was the funniest part. Uh, my wife, you know, every few months goes. You got any clothes to to give to uh, you know the organizations? And I go, yeah, you can take all that stuff right there. She, well, bets. Those are really good. I mean, yeah. Uh-uh. Logo does not appear on my body See, ever. I kept again. all my Washington gear. I actually got the old name gear that I don't wear it in public. That's but fair. I wear it in the house. Yeah. I, I, house. I still have my ESPN 980, my Team 980, and I still even have my NBC Sports Washington gear. So Yeah, I got no problem. It doesn't so matter. So you a hoarder of the people who fired you, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he is a hoarder. Hey, yeah. Rob, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, yeah, man, again. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, right to Rob Carlin. Um, and we'll continue here real quick. See you, Robbie. Um, all right, real quick, because uh, this has been a long first edition of That's Your Opinion. Um, you want to talk about the NFL playoffs at all? Or just is, is I put it out there the other day, Brady greater than Belichick, right? The, the, the argument's over. What, 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 what are y'all going to win? Like, first of all, what? To make what? this world complete, everybody got to literally come together like butt cheeks. You can't do, you can't have one without the other. You can't well, have Brady the son. Huh? Brady apparently well, Brady only can. needs one butt cheek. Uh, all I'm saying is this. It's no Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. It's no Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. It's like, it's no run DNC without run DNC. Like to make a super group, to be a super team, to come together like Voltron, everybody has to do their job. And what we're seeing is Tom can go get his job done anywhere, but you can't grow a Tom on a tree. Correct. You cannot grow Tom on a tree, but so Belichick, (laughs) had his issues and is watching the playoffs while Tom now has a chance. What's amazing. Nobody looked at Tampa Bay. Nobody looked at Tampa Bay at the first half of the season and said, Oh, these guys are on track. Nobody oh, no. did. I knew that it was going to get better. I knew they better had, had is one better is one thing, but now no playing for a, a title. They Come have on. three number one receivers. Why wouldn't they? They got two great tight ends. They got two of everything. Right. right? And Tom Brady is the chef. I, yes, he's going to compare, prepare a great dinner if you get him that. Now the question is, who's hotter, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Rodgers, boy. Rodgers was throwing that pill last week, man. That was, yeah. whew, man. All right, so who are you picking, Packers or Buccaneers? I'm going to go, and this all got to do with home field advantage, all right? Okay. Home field advantage. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. That's a hard place. I don't care if the fans ain't there. When it get 10 degrees. Oh, the real men have to come out and play. So right. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and that offense going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, home field advantage, playing in the cold. Tom Brady's blood got thin down there in Tampa. So now oh, he yeah. goes to Wisconsin. That's a little different. Uh, as we talk right now, we don't know what's going on in the AFC title game with Pat Mahomes. We don't know if he's going to play or not, that concussion. Um, you think he'll play. <laughs> if he plays, by the way, your yeah. league don't care about Come on, injuries. man, that wasn't bad. I've had better, harder stingers than that. They say he tried to come back into the game when he wanted to leave the locker room. He looked so, like you walking out of the bar at night. Yeah, he, he could barely walk. Hey, listen, it happens. The good thing about being drunk and hungover is it it eventually wears off to allow <laughs> you to do it again. Yeah, that's not how concussions work, by the way. Um, so Josh Allen versus Pat Mahomes or Chad Henney? Anything is possible. Who you got? I'm going with Pat. I, I, I ain't never been against Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the reason I lost a whole decade of football. All right? I ain't never going against Andy Reid coach team. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. So that's Kansas City and Green Bay, two of the smallest markets in the NFL. We'll host. We'll be in the Super Bowl. What do you mean you lost a decade of football? Uh. I literally didn't go to as many pro. I, 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 I was supposed to go to some Pro Bowls in there. I was supposed uh-huh. to have a lot of things in, and some victories. But because Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb was in my division and literally won the division seven out of ten years, what, what, what am I supposed to do? And the one year they didn't win, New York still went to the playoff at nine and seven and won the Super Bowl. By the way, uh, Andy Reid's call late in the game, fourth and inches, brilliant. 
if you're on that defense, because they yeah. sold it. A lot of times you don't see a person sell it. Yes. That offense sold it because if you look at the replay, and I went back at it a few times, freaking Henny, you can hear him say out loud, hey, we got to wait for the for the clock to go down. Yeah. And so yeah. then everybody just. Oh, oh, great acting. Great right. acting. All right. They set them up so good. All right. And you can't do. Andy Reid has been running this play for 100 years. Right. All right. A hundred years. Now, you got to realize, with him getting that Super Bowl, it allows him to call a lot more relaxed game. He got some credits up there he can burn. Right? Right. So if he don't get that, ain't nobody saying, get Andy out of here. Right? So, yes, if you are in his spot right there. Now, the question is, how many people would have had the intestinal fortitude to do that with a second-screen quarterback? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, that, that throw, while that throw looks easy, you have to step out and, and you're a little bit on the run. You can't, you a lot of right. guys I've seen throw that ball in the dirt or throw it high. Yep. It's yep. got to be perfect, and Tyreek has to concentrate because it's the easiest catch, but it's also in that moment maybe the toughest catch, right? You could yep. – yep. uh, yep. brutal. Uh, I, next week, I want to get uh, – as we get ready for Super Bowl, whatever number it is. Um, Hold on, real quick. I want to get your opinion on the dumbest NFL rule because right now the touchback rule in my mind is the, one it's, of the dumbest. It's the dumbest. It's the it's dumbest. The dumbest. We can talk about it right now. I mean, I mean, right? I mean, you. It should be your ball, depending on yeah. where where you get it at. But that was a great play by what uh, Antonio Winfield uh, yep. on Jared Cook. It's not a turnover. Anywhere else in the field, it's not a turnover. Why is it a turnover there? It makes no sense to me. Because it's in the end zone, and they want you. Because you realize this. This this came from the fact that they used to fumble on purpose. Right. To get the ball in the end zone. Right. So instead of making it a plus, they made it a double conundrum for you. They made it hard. A double conundrum? Yes. <laughs> you like how you like how uh, I gumboed those words right there. You did. You gumboed them big time. Yeah, but you know Thank what you. goes with good with gumbo is a ketchup smoothie. That's for uh, sure. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. And the truth. Tall guys. Right, folks. Uh, listen, uh, folks. This is episode chick, number. Wait, 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 chick. You got Green Bay. Who do you have in the AFC? I'm going to take this down. Are you going to take this down? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm with them, too. We, we're not having a competition. I, I, oh, okay. I think KC. All right. I think that KC, takes the fun out of it, but all right. I know. The reason I think KC is what you saw from your squad last week, the Baltimore Ravens, is somebody who's not been there much. As good yeah. as they've been, they're going to make mistakes that you don't normally see. I thought Baltimore's game plan was – for shit. Yeah, it was. I, yeah, it was, that was the play that was calling was like, it didn't make any sense to me what they were doing. Nope. Um, and the same thing with, by the way, Andy Reid. I'm my, you know, Pat Mahomes has got a, a toe injury. I'm not sure why you're running him on, on that yep. play on a third down. It didn't make yep. any sense to me, right? And I'm wondering why people don't, I, I ain't said a lot more about that. Right, right, exactly. It just cost you maybe your quarterback for the AFC title game. We'll find out. Uh, that's episode one of That's Your Opinion. Uh, I want to thank uh, John Kime. You can find John on Twitter at, at John underscore Kime. And Rob Carlin, this is a great Twitter handle. Rob Carlin, it's at Rob Carlin TBD. Mm. Right? Makes, makes right. sense since he's looking yeah. for, uh, but uh, he's got a great new product there. Uh, with score break. Um, that's it, boys. That's uh, episode number one, although it's not really number one because we did all season long in the football yeah. season, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back again next week. Um, enjoyed it. It's, uh, it feels like a great win for the, the turtle and the dog. It, it did pretty good. And an orange. And the, yeah, 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 no, yeah. No. Oh, does Syracuse have a football team? Yeah, and what is what is orange? Like, y'all literally took a color and said, you know what, we're just lazy as hell. We don't even want to vote on it. Just the color orange. What the well, you know what it was originally, right? What? what the, the Orange Men. It was a Native American tribe. But then, oh, so they had a la Redskin there. style, they got rid of oh, the Native American dollar. name. Yep. There's your dollar going in the pit. Yep. I've said it twice. You said it once. We'll have to, we'll have to get a, 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 a fun for it. All right, boys. For uh, Amish Man, Cy Fenwick, and Fred Smoot, this is Chick Hernandez. You've been listening to That's Your Opinion. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.